Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's happening, people? Welcome to the show. It is Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook just outside of the Windy City in Des Plaines, Illinois, here with you for the next 60 minutes. And let me tell you what we got dialed up throughout the next hour, 15 minutes from now. Host of the Detroit City Cast, man, talks about it all, bets about it all. We pretty much go everywhere but Detroit, it seems, at this point, because, well, who really cares about the Tigers? But that's going to be Dan Lee chopping on in 15 minutes. Uh, so, look, I know he's invested in the French Open right now. We'll see if this uh, battle with the Joker and with Nadal still going on. I know that he's got some interest in it. Furthermore, though, he's obviously big in terms of betting the puck, so we'll talk with Dan Leach more so about that, see if he's got any action in baseball tonight and for the NBA Finals. And we do have a lot of baseball to go over. Not only will I give my picks at the beginning of the show, but then after Dan Leach, which would be 30 minutes from now, senior Major League Baseball editor over at Rotowire, Jeff Erickson, going to be hitting us up. And he's going to be talking about, well, the Sox game tonight, right? The market's going against them. Not only what does he think about the Sox in this game tonight, but I kind of like to continue talking to these MLB experts about their just overall thoughts on betting the White Sox to win the division and where their confidence level is at. Now we'll get into the Cubs game, and we'll really just go all over the place with the diamond in 30 minutes with Jeff Erickson. End of the show, we got game one of the Stanley Cup Conference Finals out on the Western Conference for this evening. The Edmonton Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche. Who has the advantage for game one, and, well, what are those 
Siri Price is looking like for that side. And then I want to get into it even a little bit more so with the Rangers and the Lightning in those series prices. I know the first game is tomorrow, but I just kind of want to throw out there where the prices are at, not only for the series, but for game one and which way I'm looking to attack betting this series, whether it's pre-flop or after game one. I think there's a lot of strategies you could look into getting into. So we'll get into that at the end of the show. Like I said, we've got baseball to begin things here on Rush Hour, so let's get you started with my thoughts for this White Sox and Blue Jays game. We told you the market was moving against the White Sox, and man, it just continues to climb on the side of the home team being the Toronto Blue Jays. So the White Sox opened up at Bet Rivers about plus 135, the Blue Jays about minus 160, and now... You are seeing Toronto laying minus 195, a 35-cent move in favor of Toronto. The White Sox now catching plus 163. Total open 7 in the hook, still remains at 7.5, a little bit of shade to the under, minus 113. If you don't want to lay the steep price of minus 195 with Toronto, you could always opt into doing the run line with the Blue Jays, and that price is plus 107. If you want to take the run in the hook with the Southsiders, you are laying minus a buck 32. So those Sox, we know they've been Jekyll and Hyde, more so struggling this entire season, but they did split that two-game series with the Cubs, albeit not very pretty, but they got a win in their last outing. And the Blue Jays, well, they've been more consistent. They're on a five-game winning streak coming into this battle, and they're throwing out one of their top pitchers, Kevin Gossman, man, this guy, I mean, look, the Blue Jays in some spots, and it's still incredibly early, but they haven't really been as dominant as the, I guess, preseason odds would have led you to believe. But they've still been a strong team, and I think they have a strong opportunity tonight behind Kevin Gossman, who is 4-3, and three, but looking at that record, you would go, all right, you know, maybe his average, or rather, maybe some of his stats, his ERA, etc. it's fine, but not outstanding. But that's not really the case. Because if you look at some of his other underlying stats, you would go, man, this guy's record has to be outstanding because he's got a 2.25 ERA, a 1.32 FIP, a home run to fly ball ratio of 1.9%. He's getting about 10.5 Ks per nine innings a 1.04 whip, and a 2.53 Sierra. Gossman has been an absolute stud and even beyond that. Now, again, we look at his record and it's 4-3, and three and it's like, all right, that's a little peculiar. Makes you scratch your head a tad bit. And then you look at his Babbitt, meaning batting average of balls in play, and the number's at 344. So that's telling you a couple things. It's either the hitters are getting kind of lucky against Gossman when they're making contact or uh, his fielding behind him isn't really helping him out too much. And you can kind of see that's indicated by him being 4-3. and three. I know there have been some starts where it hasn't all been on the remaining parts of the team. He's been a little shaky. But overall, the numbers are telling you that Gossman has been one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. So you already give the advantage to Toronto in that capacity. I mean, Lucas Giolito, they're throwing him out to start for the White Sox tonight, and Giolito still has been strong this year. He, again, has had some shaky starts and maybe not the most trustworthy guy because his teammates ain't helping him too much, especially in a situation batting against righties. But looking at Giolito and his numbers, still, again, fairly strong, 3-1 and one, with a 2.63 ERA, a FIP of 3.69, a WHIP of 1.27, and his Sierra is sub-3, 2.99 to be exact. So again, Giolito's had some strong numbers. A category that is still loomed as concerning for Giolito 
is his home run to fly ball ratio. Remember, 10% is the league average, and he's at 17.6%. So that is a little bit concerning on the side of Giolito. But overall, the numbers pretty sound for Lucas. However, you're trusting Gossman even more so because of just how much better his numbers have been. Looking into the offense, though, the White Sox, we know they are notorious for only having success against lefties, at least when we look at it through the betting lens. And against righties, well, their numbers really prove that to be true. The Sox against righties this year are 24th in batting average, 228. 28th in OPS, 621. 27th in BABIP, 265. They got a WOBA of 277, which places them 28th in Major League Baseball. And a WRC+, plus that puts them 28th in the majors, 82 is the number. So just terrible all around against righties. And they're going up against one of the best righties in Major League Baseball. Now what about Toronto? How do they fare against right-handed pitching? Nothing stellar, but it's not as detrimental as you would think those stats are for the White Sox. Toronto's got a 234 average, 690 OPS, 273 BABIP, a WOBA of 306, and a 98 WRC+. So again, nothing that's going to blow you away, but something you can rely on a little bit more so in the spot with a studly pitcher in Gossman. Now look, I get that this line has moved an insane amount, so I'm not here telling you to lay minus 195. But when I got involved and when we talked about it on the Chicago City Cast, my podcast, I do talk in all things Chicago, four episodes a week. Make sure you check it out because you get a lot of earlier plays such as this where you may miss a better line. Or, of course, always subscribe to VSIN and you get a hold of it on the Best Bets log page. But I laid minus 164 with Toronto, assuming this line would maybe get out of hand. And just honestly, I get minus 164 seems high. But because of this matchup specifically, I thought it was still worth laying that price. And it seems like the market's telling you the same thing because right now at Bet Rivers, like I alluded to, it's up to minus 195. But if you don't want to lay that price, and I wouldn't blame you whatsoever, then consider the run line here with Toronto. Minus one and a half is at the price of plus 107. You're missing Tim Anderson if you're Chicago. You can't hit righties. You've just been struggling all throughout, and I think that persists this evening. So we're rooting for the Blue Jays tonight against the White Sox. Took them on the money line. If you don't want to lay it, then look for the run line on the side of Toronto. Now, the other bet that I had in Major League Baseball tonight, let's take it out to the Mile High City where the Rockies are hosting the Marlins, and Colorado came back in the latter half of that game yesterday and took care of business after getting Pablo Lopez out of the game. The Rockies won last night 7-1. to one. Now, we always look at Coors Field, and you think there's going to be a lot of runs, and typically there are. I mean, it's a hitter's ballpark, but the wind is blowing in slightly, and it's actually going to be some colder weather in the 50s this evening. Her man Marquez is taking the bump tonight, and yeah, he was an all-star last year, but he's been quite the opposite of that this season. He's got a 1-5 record, a 6.30 ERA, a FIP of 4.54, and even at Coors Field, a higher FIP, naturally, at 5.06. But his Sierra is what brings you back a little bit, that maybe he can have a decent outing tonight, 4.04. Now, even more so to maybe putting a little stock in him as he's actually had some success against Miami. The past three starts against the Marlins have all been wins, and he's posted a 1.59 ERA throughout those three starts. Now, on the side of Miami, they're bringing up a guy from AAA, Edward Cabrera. Now, in AAA, he went 1-2 and two this season with a 4.56 ERA, 1.35 whip, 
and a 3.38 FIP. So, okay numbers, but nothing that's going to really make me excited to want to bet him in his first outing this year in the majors at Coors Field. No chance. And even last year, he had three starts, or at least he had a record of 0-3 and 26.1 innings pitched. Had a 5.81 ERA and a 1.63 whip and a 5.31 Sierra with those starts last year in the majors with Miami. We know Colorado dominates at home, being the hitter's ballpark. Against righties, they have the second-highest average. Uh, righties at home being third-best in terms of OPS at 784, third-best in BABIP, WOBA, and then their WRC Plus is actually 22nd, which is kind of a weird discrepancy, but we know they're hitting a lot better at home. They do amazingly against lefties, but they're still really strong against righties. Again, tough to trust this Cabrera kid first starting the majors this season and being at Coors Field. Now, Miami, yes, they could take advantage of Marquez, no doubt about it. He has struggled, and they do fairly well against righties. But again, I think I want to trust the Rockies side of things more so than I do with Miami here. The home and road splits apparent for Colorado as they typically are, but I don't want to go full game because Colorado has the highest bullpen ERA in the majors at about 5.04. I'm going with the first five here. So I'm going with Colorado on the first five money line. I snagged minus 120. The Marlins are 26 in averaging 1.91 runs per first five innings and 29th on the road. Whereas Colorado, they're top 10 overall in top five at home for first five runs. So tag me in for that as well for another bet on the diamond. Rockies first five money line, minus 120. Hopefully Marquez does not really just, I don't know, lose it right away. Give us a fighter's chance, right? And I do like the Rockies for the full game, but a little bit more trust in the first five. So aside from that, we also are rocking with the Blue Jays. Took it earlier today, minus 164 against the White Sox. We'll talk more baseball, some hockey, and some basketball with Dan Leach joining us next. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of and the then never, Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. 
Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And these CityCasts you can get available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast available, and you'll get set up with multiple episodes a week and great local sports betting content. All right, welcome back to Rush Hour here on Visa. I'm chuckling a little bit because it's getting contentious on the show, all right? We got the French Open going right now. I don't know a lick about tennis. I mean, I know the basics, but I never bet it. And my engineer here in Chicago, Alessandro's telling me, you know, he's like, I bet Rafael Nadal. And I was like, all right, cool, man. You know, I'll root for you. And then we got Dan Leach coming on the horn here, avid tennis better, among many other sports. Host of the Detroit CityCast at Dean Leach 971 on Twitter. Love the guy, but, you know, he's on Joker here, and we saw Joker slam his, his racket into the net. I'm like, I don't know, Dan, how we feeling? So I got to back my guy, Alessandro, and I'm like, all right, I'll live bet Nadal. I like what I'm seeing right here, but Dan's getting mad at me now. We don't like to see that ever because he's saying this is exactly where the Joker needs to be. Uh, Dan, why don't you tell everybody how you're feeling about all of this in well, this moment? Well, first off, I could never be truly mad at you. You know I love you. You're my namesake. <laughs> Secondly, happy holidays. Third, how can you back Alessandro over me? I mean, I love the guy, but he's no tennis. I was, I was the tennis captain and number two singles at Brewster Academy. Won multiple championships. <laughs> but now, no, now Novak Djokovic has broken. And actually, I think maybe they're reviewing a point here, but he's minus 155. The time for you to take Nadal was when Joker was down that double break in the second set, came back, won it, and then was at one point minus 290. That's when you would have taken Nadal, because obviously the original line was Joker minus 220, 240, Nadal come back 180, 200, something like that. But now Djokovic has officially broken, and he's minus 167. This is when you could have taken Nadal, Danny. you got to trust the squash. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) 
look, I just wanted a little bit of action looking over the big screen here. I was like, all right, yeah, you know, I'll follow my guy here. But it was before, it was right before we had you on off air. So I'm sorry I wasn't going against you, Dan. But uh, hey, have you been, how has your tennis betting been going for this tournament? And is there anything you're looking forward to coming up in the near future? Or what do you got going on revolving around tennis? Well, with all great humility, as you mentioned earlier, and I appreciate the wonderful intro, I, I am an avid tennis batter. I, I've been pretty successful with it. This this French Open has been very, very tricky. I did have futures on Coco Golf, and I also had futures on Maria Sakari. And, Sakari, and obviously, she's out. My futures on Coco Golf at twenty to one look decent right now after she, uh, you know, smashed Lone Stevens. On the men's side, I, I just took Felix, who gave Nadal all he could ask. Uh, in the last match, and I'd gotten Felix at uh, I think it was twenty three to one, and I, I didn't want to take Nadal as you know a small priced underdog, or I, I knew Alcaraz wasn't going to do it this year, and obviously I had Zverev earlier in a parlay that I lost because I had Layla uh, as well, and then you know Djokovic was you know an easy favorite, so I, I looked for some value. I was wrong on the men's side, but I still have a chance on the women's side. But I'll tell you this: being able to to live bet matches like you just did. Being able to live bet futures in tournament and then obviously match to match set betting, all the different options they have in places like Bat Rivers and, and and all the other sports books is just awesome. And it really has helped my profitability, you know, because for a long time I didn't have those options when I was betting tennis. And now to have all that stuff, Danny, and I talk about it a lot on the Detroit City cast and give out plays whenever they're warranted, you really can make a, a really good amount of money if you're smart and judicious with your plays, especially in tournament, especially majors. Look at Dan Leach speaking it into existence because now his boy Joker's looking solid. He's minus two dollars on the live line, and Nadal is plus one sixty. So hey, trust the squatch. Always... <laughs> that's right. You got to trust the squatch here, uh, Dan. I am curious if I could trust you here tonight, though, with the Stanley Cup postseason, my man. Avalanche Oilers, Colorado naturally a big favorite, almost about $2 at Bet Rivers. And, of course, you have all the series price options. Have you gotten involved with any of these series prices? Have you gotten involved with Game 1? And if not, just kind of what's your overall analysis on it? Well, let me just give you a prelude to a championship here. I was out with our man Brady Cannon over the weekend co-hosting Bet Center, and I gave the Rangers in Game 6 and Game 7 and to get to the Stanley Cup at 17-1 to 1 or 30-1 to 1 based on Edmonton or, or the Avalanche if they were playing them. So I'm, I'm, I'm in a sweet spot right now. As far as this series goes, I mean, Colorado's going to be so tough to beat, Danny. But I, I think the Oilers, I have the Oilers tonight. I have a full unit play on the Oilers tonight, plus about a buck sixty-five. But I think Colorado's going to win this series probably in, game, in six or seven games. They're just too good of a team. But when you have Connor McDavid, when you got dry saddle, when you've got all the, the you know the momentum that Edmonton had playing a Calgary team that I picked to win the Stanley Cup uh, against Toronto, by the way, so that did go really well. But I, I just think this is going to be a back and forth series. McKinnon, McDavid, it's going to be this great offensive explosion. I can't believe the opening total for Game One is seven. The over is plus money, plus about one twelve right now. But I'm staying away from everything else. I think the Oilers will win Game One, and then you might see Colorado and the zigzag theory win Game Two, Game Three. But I think the Oilers are a live dog tonight. After getting a little rest and taking care of Calgary, as far as the series goes, though, I don't have a series back because I'm not going to lay the money with Colorado. I'm going to see maybe what happens if Edmonton takes a, a game lead or someone takes a two-game lead. Then maybe I'd come back and take Colorado with some good plus money. But as far as the other series, Danny, I am all about the New York Rangers. I like them in game one. I like them in the series. I've been on the Rangers for a couple weeks now. There's just something that I've been seeing with the way Shesterkin's been playing, the way Gerard Gallant, one of the great coaches in recent NHL history, took the Vegas Golden Knights to the Stanley Cup in their first year, was a former Detroit Red Wing hero here in the Motor City. Uh, so I'm all about the Rangers. Five elimination games they've won in a row under Gerard Gallant. So I'm, I'm all about New York and the other series. Look, Dan, not to disappoint you again, and I haven't made it official, but I'm probably going to lean toward the side of Tampa Bay now that 
they will actually see a goalie in Vasilevsky <laughs> who can play both on, at home and on the road. That's sure. the difference here, right? And they just had two awful, I mean, not awful. They had two just grueling and exhausting series. So and I was kind of going to ask you, and I already just got your play here, but I was wondering because in basketball, we see it where, you know, it seemed like the Celtics had this happen. And that's why I kind of don't like him in game one, you know, back-to-back seven-game series. And then you have to turn around and play right again. I mean, Tampa Bay's been sitting there. They've been viewed as an underdog so much. And I get it that in game one in their first series, they look terrible against the Maple Leafs. But what I'm getting to is that I don't know if I like the quick turnaround for the Rangers. I'm not saying I'm betting the Lightning in game one, but I like them to win the series here. I just don't, again, trust the Rangers as a team collectively. Even though I was wrong with the Hurricanes, I wasn't expecting Ronta to be terrible on the road or even in game seven. But the point being is that Tampa Bay is better built. They're better disciplined than the Hurricanes. They won't commit as many atrocious power plays or penalties that will lead to the power play goals. And hopefully they can actually capitalize on them, unlike the Hurricanes. Danny, it's you make some great points there. By the way, I, I, whenever you go against me, I'm not going to get mad at you. I'm just saying you do it at your own peril. I mean, you're a genius <laughs> in your own right, so you, you're very successful yourself. But trust the squatch. Let, let me let me equate it to something that is not the, the greatest comparison, but I think people understand because I'm here in Detroit, and anyone watching that's you know a Tigers fan will understand. Tigers had an incredible amount of rest when they played St. Louis in the World Series in 06 and San Francisco in the World Series in 2012. They were unbelievably rusty. I know baseball is not hockey. Hockey is to me is the by far the hardest playoff season, second season and all, all the major sports. But a lot of times the rust versus rest thing, I, a lot of times the rest thing is not good. The Rangers just won a game seven. I know it's a short turnaround, but the way Shesterkin's playing, the way Panarin and that offense can go, the way they've been killing power plays, sometimes you're just a team of destiny. The Rangers have been such a, a starstruck franchise at times, other than going back to 94 where they finally got that cup for the first time in what, 50 years or something like that with Messier and the boys back then in 94 over Vancouver. Uh, Tampa Bay, Danny, is definitely the best. They're playing the best hockey, maybe outside for the Avalanche right now in, uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. They're they're going for back-to-back-to-back titles until you knock them off. They're the champs. It's like a boxing champion, you know, Lennox Lewis or you know, Holyfield. Until you knock off a champ, you can't be the champ. But there's just something about this magical Rangers team. I love the way Gallant has them motivated, not, you know, very tense in different situations. And to me, I think they can take the lightning in this series. And then whoever they play in the West in the Stanley Cup Finals, whether it's Colorado or Edmonton, it's a, it's a seven-game series. It's one more, you know, four-game win that you need to win a Stanley Cup. So I'm not you're not making a bad choice. The, the lightning are the smart choice. But to me, there's just something about the Rangers. I've been on it for a couple weeks, like I mentioned. I think they get the job done. Go to the Stanley Cup Finals at minimum. Yeah, and hey, you've gotten great value, and all it does take is that hot goalie in Shesterkin who finally came alive against the Hurricanes, and you're right, they've been playing like a lot better team, and what you bring up as well, I probably won't bet the Lightning in Game 1, the rest versus Rust controversy or discussion, whatever you want to call it, that is a real thing, and they've been off for quite some time, so I hear you, my man, but should be fun nevertheless. Uh, Dan, unfortunately, we're kind of getting up against it. I know you and I could go forever, but if you could really quick, because I know our viewers want to hear it, uh, what you got in base tonight we got about 45 seconds left yeah I got two totals in baseball and, and we've seen a little movement on them I like the Angels the eight and a half has stayed where it's at I like the over in the Angels game also uh, later on tonight the Braves the Bravos and Arizona that was actually nine I got it at nine it's up to nine and a half minus 104 but I like a lot of runs scored in those both both those games and by the way Jordan Poole and uh Andrew Wiggins NBA Finals MVP from the deep end of the pool my former Wolverine wins Jordan Poole <laughs> 
Uh, there you go. Got to go with your guy coming out of Michigan. I respect it. And, hey, you know that Dan Leach, the host of the Detroit City Cats. Make sure you check it out. Multiple episodes a week. Always tweeting out the link at Dan Leach 971 Electric content all around. Thank you for bringing it tonight and always, my man. Always my honor and pleasure. Go Joker. Trust the Squatch. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, Dan knows what he's talking about. I don't know a lick about tennis, really. I know the names. Don't really bet it. But this match coming down to the wire, it seems. And the live line right now does have the Joker at Bet Rivers minus 195. Nadal plus 155. So we'll see what happens in the end. Should be a fun one, nevertheless. Otherwise, Dan Leach liking his Rangers in hockey. Jordan Poole finals MVP and Andrew Wiggins finals MVP. And he likes the over in the Yankees-Angels game and for the Braves and D-backs. More baseball coming next with our guy Jeff Erickson right here on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. Want more betting insights to help give you an edge? Well, make sure you check out VEASAN's Best Bets podcast, where you can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of all the VEASAN experts. We're also tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks not only out in Sin City, but across the entire country. So go ahead and make sure you download the VEASAN Best Bets podcast right now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts available. Welcome back into the show. It is Rush Hour. Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us on this Tuesday evening. A nice evening here in the Windy City with plenty of action to look forward to, especially on the Diamond with a couple of Chicago sports teams playing on the Diamond tonight. And to get more insight on that, we're going to welcome in our pal Jeff Erickson at Jeff underscore Erickson, where you could follow him along on Twitter, catch all of his content, where he serves as the senior MLB editor over at RotoWire. Jeff, always appreciate you making some time. Thank you for being with us. Uh, speaking of those Chicago sports teams in baseball tonight, I want to begin with the White Sox and the Blue Jays. You and I were kind of just discussing this off air, but I talked about this at the beginning of the show, and the line has just gotten insanely out of hand in the sense that, yeah, the Blue Jays are the better team as of this moment. They're on a winning streak. Gossman has been a stud, but Giolito still has been pretty solid. So I was fortunate to get in, and I'm, it's funny to say fortunate because I was still laying minus 164, but now it's almost at $2 in favor of Toronto. So I wouldn't go and be like, yeah, lay that price. If anything, it'd be run line or nothing. But, you know, how do you view the scope of this game with these two strong pitchers? Yeah, Giolito's been solid all year. Last week, I was worried about him. I think, uh, you know, don't roll tape on that one there because I think I was aggressively wrong on that one. But uh, Giolito uh, hasn't gotten hit by anybody so far this year. And I don't. I know Toronto woke up over the weekend, but I, I think he's going to keep it close, give the White Sox a puncher's chance. I almost think the value is on the, uh, the White Sox money line or maybe just take the under on the total. Uh, I know the first five, it's three and a half. That, that's, that's really low. But we're talking about two aces here in Gosman versus Giolito. I almost think I might go that route, too. Yeah, I hear you. And, and look, I got to ask you something, too, because, you know, looking at Gosman's numbers, I mean, they're just incredible, right? Yet he's got this record of four and three, and I haven't been watching the Blue Jays or Gosman religiously. And his BABIP is kind of high compared to some of the other things. Is this more so of the hitters just having luck and, you know, Gossman being unlucky? Or is the fielding and the offensive side of Toronto kind of been slacking? 
little of that, and also he's not giving up home runs. So his hard-hit balls are going for hits, so they, those count against his BABIP, whereas a home run wouldn't. Uh, so that, that that's part of it as well. Uh, he's been fantastic. He's been great. Um, that's why I kind of just like it, uh, uh, you know, pushing under on everything here. But uh, at the same time, it's always scary. You got two reasonably good offenses. Not just reasonably good. They're very good offenses typically. Toronto had really struggled offensively in the entire month of May until this last road trip. They really woke up in Anaheim. I'm curious to see if that carries over to their homestand here. They typically bat well in their own home ballpark there, but Giolito's so good. Uh, I, I think there might be an opportunity just to you know fade the bats at, uh, for this game. Watch it be eleven ten though. <laughs> yeah, right. That, yeah, that's the way it goes every now and then. Uh, Jeff, the other Chicago baseball team, of course, being the Cubbies, they lost both of the games in the doubleheader yesterday against the Brewers. Now, this matchup, the market is showing a little bit of respect for the Cubs. They're at plus one twelve, whereas Milwaukee's only minus a buck thirty. And I say only because it's Milwaukee versus the Cubs. And well, I mean, we know how Chicago has done lately, especially against the Brewers. Now, the thing is, can you trust Justin Steele? And that would be my fear backing the Cubs here the total has bumped up the wind's blowing out nice night warm weather uh, what do you expect to see at the friendly confines this evening yeah and opposing pitchers Eric Lauer another lefty three lefties in a row to face the Cubs uh you know Ashby yesterday was fantastic against him uh 12 strikeouts so I kind of expect more out of the same out of Lauer Lauer's been great this year although in his last couple starts not as strong uh, that wind blowing out's a little scary. I, I agree with you. I think there's some value on the Brewers on this one here. Uh, I, I, I would want to watch to see. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see to get the best price possible there. But that that's a pretty decent price at minus 130. I think I'd plunk down on the Brewers if I were to. Okay, well, Jeff, let's move along. Talk about this Rangers and Rays game. I was uh, one of those big fat losers who had the Rays last night. You know, Choi got robbed of that three-run homer. They missed an infield pop-up, and they ended up losing by four. And you can tell I'm not salty by it. But not look, uh, the Rays, <laughs> the Rays in this game tonight, Jeff. Uh, we see them as an underdog plus 102. Man, Texas has just been hot. I think we just got to finally start warranting some respect their way. And they're minus 117. Total for this game is at eight. What you got here? This is the curious case of Martin Perez uh, on fire right now. And, I, you know, you don't really see You'd expect to see that coming out of this season. You know, his metrics don't suggest that this is for real. And yet he's inducing more ground balls. He's not allowing home runs. The Rays just lost Wander Franco to the IL. He's going on with the quad injury. So they're they're down a player, too. Uh, so you might think that, that this is a reason to maybe go under. I don't know if I'd. I can't pay the price on the money line uh, because I think you get to the bullpens and the respective teams and the race have a pretty big advantage. As you said, they, there was a little luck factor towards the Rangers. Uh, they played uh, on Sunday. The Rangers played and committed five errors. So uh, it shows you where you think you know, the defense is with the Texas Rangers, too. Uh, so I think those things conspire to kind of steer me away from the, the uh, just the, the straight up bet and maybe try to find some totals. Maybe go right, under on the first five. I think that might oh, be the okay. play. Okay. Yeah. I like that approach as well. Now, Jeff, you know, when I kind of go through my list of games, I'm always looking at some and then I'm like, all right, I like this one. I really like that one. And then I'll cross out the ones that I'm kind of unsure of based on the pitching matchup. And one of those that really made the top of that category was this Cardinals and Padres game tonight, because you have Blake Snell, who's what making his third start this season. And he's given up three earned runs in the last two that he's been involved with. But, you know, there seems to be some positive signs that he could get back to his old form potentially. 
As for St. Louis, the old vet Adam Wainwright's out there somehow still doing it, and he's been fairly viable on the bump this year. His last outing was kind of rough. But, you know, I look at St. Louis here, and they've just been crushing lefties this season. But, I again, I don't know what to assume out of Blake Snell. St. Louis is the favorite minus 129, and San Diego's plus 110. How do you figure this one comes out? You know, the second I start to fade Blake Snell is when he bites me, but I'm fading Blake Snell. Uh, he was, you know, he's getting quick hooks. He's unhappy with the organization. He's been hurt, has had a hard time going deep into games. Uh, meanwhile, the Padres aren't scoring runs right now. Um, I, I like Wainwright, and I like the under here. What do you think about this later game tonight out by you on the West Coast? Dodgers and Pirates. I mean, the Dodgers were over a $3 favorite yesterday. They fell victim to Pittsburgh. For some reason, they're struggling with this Pittsburgh team. It makes no yeah. sense. Here they are again, minus 375. Pittsburgh's plus 310. Totals at 8.5. And, and, hey, even if you want to go with the run line, Jeff, you're laying minus 167. I feel like this has to be a game where it's either you're betting the total or something on the side of Pittsburgh just based on that value. Yeah, it's even minus 118 for the over, too. So you're not even getting much of a bargain there. But it's Mitch Keller day. I, I think it, it. I think you go after this. Uh, you go after the over. If you're not comfortable with the money line, if you're not comfortable with the run line, just bet overs, bet the first five total, bet the overall total, uh, go over on both of those. I think that might be the way to attach this, attack this here. Mookie Betts is on fire. Edwin Rios is playing every day and hitting home runs every other day. Uh, you know, Mookie Betts has more runs than Dodgers have played games so far this season. So, <laughs> you know, I'd love to find some sort of Mookie Betts prop in there, too, if you can go down, dial all the way down to player props. Yeah, and hey, speaking of Mookie Betts, Jeff, I kind of wanted to take it in this direction regardless, but looking at the MVP and Cy Young races and whatnot, for the National League MVP, we still see Machado as a short shot, plus 275. Mookie Betts is 4-1. to one. Paul Goldschmidt, he's at 9-1. to one. Bryce Harper, to repeat, is at 10-1. to one. Any strong thoughts, whether it's NL MVP or any other futures market that you're like, all right, I'd maybe want to bet this or keep an eye out for this guy? I don't want to bet Machado because I think he will drop off a little bit, and I think the team will drop off. I think the Dodgers are going to steer the, steer away from them. So, yeah, go towards the Mookie side. Goldie, I mean, he's just, he's so on fire right now. But And, and he, they have the advantage of playing in the NL Central, which means he gets to pound on the Cubs and the Pirates and the Reds all season long. I think that's going to help him too. But, yeah, I mean, Mookie's done it before. He's going to he's gonna curry some favor that way. He's the best player on, a, on the best team in the National League, if not baseball. So I think that might be the way to lean. Jeff Erickson, folks, make sure you follow him on the tweets at Jeff underscore Erickson and over at Rotowire. All of his content covering baseball throughout every week, all over the summer, and obviously leading into the postseason. Always look forward to it, Jeff. Thank you for making some time tonight, and best luck with all your plays. Thanks a lot, Danny. Appreciate you. You got it. And hey, folks, speaking of all the coverage throughout the summer, let me tell you a little bit more so about VEASAN and what we've got going on this summer. The summer special is here. And guess what? For only $39, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. We know the next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content. And, well, we've got you covered with all of it right here at VEASAN.com. You get Adam Burke's daily best bets in Major League Baseball. Jonathan Bontobel still having all his coverage throughout the NBA Finals. And Andy McNeil breaking down all the action on the ice throughout the Stanley Cup postseason. And don't forget, NFL preseason coverage, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. You don't only get that, you get point spread weekly and use of our betting tools in a live video stream whenever you want it for only 39 bucks at vsun.com slash summer. 
Final segment coming next year on Rush Hour. We are talking Stanley Cup postseason. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet Rivers is your home for betting on the French Open. Log in any day of the French Open to receive a 20% profit boost that you can apply to any live in play bet on the French Open. The top half of the men's draw is loaded and it's shaping out to be an amazing Grand Slam event. So go ahead and get your free profit boost today and every day at BetRivers.com or on the BetRivers app. Terms and conditions apply. See site for more details. Okay, welcome back to it. It is time for our final segment here on Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. You can always follow along on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 We dished out some baseball bets at the beginning of the program, but we've got some hockey tonight. That's right. We got this uh, Avalanche and Oilers series to look forward to, and uh, I don't really know which direction to go, if I'm being quite honest. I got a little bit more conviction 
out in the Eastern Conference with the Lightning and the Rangers, and we'll get to that momentarily. But let's go ahead and kind of talk through it for the Western Conference with Edmonton in Colorado. Now, before we get to the Game 1 odds, money line total, all that stuff, I want to look at the full scope of things with the series price. So remember, Colorado did not look like the smoothest of teams against the St. Louis Blues last series. And Edmonton, you know, shocked me at least by the way they handled that series against Calgary. And Mike Smith somehow looked like a competent goalie, which for the better part of this season and probably his career, he has not. But Darcy Kemper, I'm not the biggest fan of him either. Yet the betting price is telling you that you should be the biggest fan of Kemper and the Avalanche. I mean, they've been the short shots pretty much the whole year. And now they're minus 250 to win the series against Edmonton. And the Oilers are plus 210. Now, let's look into these goalie numbers just a little bit more so. You know, we talk about Kemper, and I think he's a good goalie, but I don't think he's a great goalie. I think he gets the benefit from being surrounded by so much talent from the remaining parts of the team. If you stuck him on any other squad, he probably would be average. That's just my two cents. But Kemper this postseason is 6-2 with a 2.44 goals against average and a save percentage of 90%. At home this postseason, he's 3-2. He's allowed 13 goals, save percentage 90.5%. Kemper versus Edmonton during the regular season went 2-1-0, allowed 8 goals, 2.62 goals against average, 92% with his saves. So yes, very respectable. But Mike Smith, I mean, Mike Smith being the unsung hero for this Oilers team, he is 8-3 this postseason, 2.70 goals against average, save percentage of 93%, and he's got a couple shutouts under his belt. How about it? On the road, 4-2, he has allowed 17 goals, 92% with his saves. Against Colorado this year, he actually played in two games, 1-1, lost one in overtime, allowed six goals total, 2.99 goals against average, 94.5% on his saves. So Mike Smith actually has fared decently well against the Avalanche. But the betting odds are telling you no chance. I mean, maybe not no chance, but that way more often than not, Colorado will win this series. And I get it. It's completely understood. Now, you can look at all the different outcomes, the series spread outcome, where the Avalanche minus a game and a half, minus 132. Edmonton minus a game and a half, plus 360. Like, look, we could get into all these numbers in the, in the exact outcome. But I just want to tell you the one that I'm considering to bet. But I think there could be an avenue to wait. And this would be the total games played in this series over five and a half. Now, Bet Rivers is the only outlet in Illinois, at least, where they give you the hook on the games. Every other book gives you, you know, five, six, like the exact number of games, which isn't ideal because the hook is a lot better to play with. So over five and a half at Bet Rivers is minus 132. I like that bet. I don't love the idea of laying minus 132. And I honestly think if we wait till after this first game, we can get a better number. So let's get into it and explain why that may be the case. Well, Colorado tonight is a minus 195 favorite currently at Bet Rivers. Again, the assumption they will win this game. Edmonton's plus 165. And how about that total up to seven? A little bit of juice on the under, though, minus 132. And the over is plus 112. Yeah, there's probably going to be a lot of goals, but not touching it at seven. But what I'm getting to here is that do you think Colorado is going to win game one? Do you think they have the upper hand in this first game spot? Yeah, they probably do. If I had to choose, I would go toward the side of Colorado. It seems easy. I'm not saying I'm doing it. The value certainly lies with Edmonton. But realistically, yeah, Colorado probably pulls this game one off. And if that's the case, the over five and a half at minus 132, those numbers, those odds are going to alter. 
and you will get a better price on that because Colorado is already the implied sizable favorite going into this series, meaning they're the team that has a good chance based on the factor minus 250 overall to either sweep or win in five. But we're looking at over five and a half. So if they already win game one, that's one link of the chain already completed. That means you will get a better price on over five and a half. And hey, maybe you get it at even money. Maybe you get it better than that. Whatever it may be, I think if you have patience, there may be a better time to jump in on over five and a half if that's a bet you're considering, which is one that I'm considering because I do think Edmonton could win game two and then get one at home, obviously. I do think this series could go six or seven games. So that's really the only bet I'm interested in, whether it's a series or game one for Edmonton and Colorado. So I will wait. I'll see if Colorado wins game one, and if they do, Let's revisit this, see what the price is at, and then see if it's worth it betting over five and a half games. As for the other series, out on the Eastern Conference, Tampa Bay, New York, the Rangers somehow cruising on against Carolina. I was big on the Hurricanes. That stunk that we lost that one. That was a pain, but man, Ranta couldn't play on the road to save his life, and you know what? The Hurricanes couldn't stop committing penalties and couldn't capitalize on their own power play opportunities. It was incredibly infuriating. Guess what? You're getting a completely different, disciplined, organized, successful team in Tampa Bay that has that championship pedigree, winning the past two Stanley Cups. New York, I don't want to call them a fluky team. They have arguably the best goalie in hockey right now in Shesterkin, but I still am not completely sold on the remaining roster, especially against Tampa Bay. Yes, it helps that they have the home ice advantage because Shesterkin has been a completely different animal on home ice this year, or especially in this postseason. But again, the difference is you're not going against the backup in Rata who can't play on the road. You're going against a two-time champion, Andre Vasilevsky, who has flipped the switch in this postseason. That's the difference here. Vasilevsky is a stud. Tampa Bay has that championship pedigree. They can play discipline. They will capitalize off power play opportunities, and they have been rested. Now, you can have that argument, oh, rest versus rust. Ah, maybe Tampa Bay's a little bit shaky out of the gates. But New York has had two grueling series, and they just went to game seven. Cool, you get, what, one day off, whatever it is, and then you're coming back tomorrow night at home against Lightning? It's tough. It's a tall task to overcome. No doubt about it. The market is slightly moving toward Tampa Bay. They're minus 132 for game one. New York is plus 114. The total's at five and a half. I would lean toward Tampa Bay in game one. I don't know if I'm going to bet it because, again, them having so much rest is a tad bit concerning. Maybe not as concerning as going deep and, you know, being exhausted potentially like the Rangers are. But it poses some slight concern. So I might stay off this spot. But looking at the series, what could be the viable avenue to take? I mean, you're still paying a decent amount for Tampa Bay on the series price. They're minus 182. New York is plus 155. You could look at the total games played. Over 5.5 is minus 152. Under 5.5 is plus 120. Of course, you have all the exact prices you can bet. But in my mind, I see Tampa Bay probably winning this series in 5 or 6. If I really had to throw a pick at it, I would go Tampa Bay in five. Now, if you want to do that, it's plus 425. But more so, we could do what we've done in the past, but obviously hasn't worked too well with our Flames and Hurricanes pick. But that's Tampa Bay minus one and a half on the series spread. Now, at Bet Rivers, the number is minus 110. Best number I saw in Illinois was at plus 110. I do think Tampa Bay wins this series. I think the Rangers' momentum and luck, whatever you want to call it, comes to an end. Tampa Bay, the overall better team, and they will be ready to go and pursue that three-peat. 
Now, do you take Tampa Bay here before game one, or do you attack it, assuming maybe the Rangers have a puncher's chance in game one? That's what you got to configure, and that's what I'm still contemplating as I sit here on this Tuesday evening. But good thing is they have the game tomorrow, so we still have more time to ponder it. So again, we'll revisit that tomorrow. We'll revisit game one and see how we're going to look to handicap it. But right now, Tampa Bay not only a big favorite in the series, but getting some slight momentum at Bet Rivers on the game one money line. But definitely considering Tampa Bay minus one and a half on the series spread and then over that five and a half games bet for the Oilers and Avalanche. But let's see if Colorado plays well tonight, gets the dub, and we get a better price. But two official plays I'll dish out and recap really quick before we head out here. We took the Blue Jays on the money line earlier today, talked about it on the Chicago City cast. Minus 164 for Toronto is what we got. They're almost up to $2, so if you want to bet them, look at the run line at that point. And then we're hoping that the Rockies can come through in the first five money line. Minus 120 against the Marlins are bringing up a prospect from AAA. We need Marquez to pitch like the guy he was last year and those Rockies bats to come alive. Those are the two bets we are rocking with tonight on the diamond here on Rush Hour. But again, that's going to do it. That's what we got cruising with. And by the way, yeah, those basketball bets, Warriors win the series, minus 150. Curry, finals MVP, plus 125. And the Warriors to take game one, minus 155 on the money line. Still time to discuss that, which we'll revisit again tomorrow and leading up until Thursday. But until tomorrow, best of luck, folks, and take care. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.